Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fits your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule. With great starting pay and sign-on bonuses, if you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding our produce to a higher standard. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for citrus, we check for things like scarring and sunburn. Yep, oranges can sunburn. And we'll make sure you never see it. In fact, we only allow the best oranges, lemons, and grapefruits to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus makes sure you won't. Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner don't miss out head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the super bowl bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie All right, time to talk dark arts. Gambling, football, life, and more. There was a wager, Mr. X, I saw chronicled by Darren Ravel, in which a guy bet $200,000 on the Chiefs' money line in the middle of the game after going up 21-3. to it would have paid out something like ten grand. Yeah. Whoops. That is not how you gamble. Even though they offer that wager and they catch a few suckers every now and then, you're not getting rich that way. Tell people why that is the dumbest thing you can do. Because well, it lost, no. Because right. um, <laughs> it lost, number one, obviously. Yeah, I, I did see that. I think it, I think he risked two hundred to win like thirty. Okay, but yeah. The answer to that is the same thing I've always said. Whenever you, you any bet where it's like lay ten to win one, you know, going the other way, lay twenty to just win one. My answer is always, do you need the one? I mean, <laughs> right. No. And people, oh, I can't lose. I'm like, do you need the one? If you have the 200 grand, you do, do you 30? need the 20 grand? And the answer yeah, no. is no. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. No. You're and to, sort of the, the planes, trains, and automobiles line. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. When you're doing Gonzaga to beat, you know, whoever, and you're like, you don't need the dollar. You just, you know, that's right. The, and yeah, as no, we, no. as, as we have now seen, anything can happen. It doesn't matter that Patrick Mahomes was like 18 and 0. 
when leading by two touchdowns or more at home. Guess what? He's now eighteen and one. Yep. Yep. And meanwhile, meanwhile, the other the other bet of note from the championship game weekend was the guy who did a twenty dollar bonus bet on his online account. So you know they get these bonus money you can then sprinkle around on long shots and whatnot. And he put twenty bucks down now, uh, twenty bucks down on a exacta Exacta. two team parlay. Picked the exact score and winners of both championship games, and boom, boom. He hit them. The payout was like five hundred and ninety thousand dollars. I saw that one too. And you know, when it's this this new era of quote bonus money, and you know, guys will text me that all the time. Hey, I got X amount. I've got to do use by today. What do you think? You know, I I get it. It's just like it's play money that can turn into that. I just picture you know the boardroom. Um, of the house sitting around going, yeah, that wasn't a great plan. <laughs> why, why, why did we offer that again? I mean, right. that's a lot of bonus money on you know all the people losing to make up for that one yeah. crazy ass play. And now there's a lot of, uh, there's not a lot. There's a handful of people that are holding Bengals tickets, Super Bowl Bengals tickets. Probably just a lot of super fans that do this every year. Like, ha ha ha, I'm going to put five bucks down or ten or whatever just to say I did. And they're going to have, I guess, I guess the decision to hedge out of it. I mean, what would you do if you were sitting on this incredible long shot ticket? Uh, You know, this is like last week. There's two ways to answer this. And one of them is going to be arrogant. So here you go. Um, If you're stupid enough to bet the Bengals for a significant amount, you're not smart enough to To hedge out of it. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. You, you could have somebody like you explain, like hold your hand and right. say, here, do this. But yeah. but I thought you were going to say, if you were dumb enough to bet the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, you're not smart enough to pick the winner in this game, so you should probably hedge it in half. Well, you should. No, you. Well, look, we did do a bunch of that in the last week. Um, I, I, you know, my my – Buddy Dano would always say, don't dilute a good position. I say cash a winning ticket. You know, we always disagree. Right. I said, when you get this far into it, don't let it, don't let it become a losing ticket. Cash it in for less and take it. And that's the way to go. We did a lot of hedging last week with uh, some of the subscribers. And so people would send me a note like, literally there was one guy who had uh, like a four or five team flyer early on that had Chiefs to win as the last one. And, you know, you get something like, you know, 20, 30 bucks to win 15 grand. No, we're not going to let that lose. We're going to bet Bengals. And if that doesn't work, we're going to bet, you know, the other side of the ball. We're going to turn that into winners. You know, my preseason pick was San Fran Buffalo um, at a big number. And, you know, a lot of guys had that. Once we get this close, we're betting the other sides and winning money. You can't allow it to become a loser all the way. Right. You know, so, as I say, it's better to win less than not. Oh. Win. Yeah, absolutely. I I would be I, if if it's if I got a long shot bet, and and if it's if it's worth more than a thousand dollars, Mister X, because I'm a cheap ass, I'm not I'm not going to let a thousand dollar I'm not going to let a five hundred dollar guaranteed payday slip through my fingers. I will take the five hundred. Oh yeah, and in many times we worked out like win wins throughout this. You know, find a way to you know take this team catching you know like you know 
you took Cincy last week plus six, hoping the Chiefs would win by one to one to five, and you win both sides. There's plenty of good strategies to turn those into winners. Yeah. Well, anyway, I went zero and two on my picks. I had both favorites, and they both lost. Of course, the uh, second game lost by the hook. The hook is the crook. That's why they put it in there. And uh, so away we go. I am o. I am one and six now. No, one. How did we get the one? No, hold on. I'm one in five. I'm one in five. <laughs> I'm one in five since the four and O opening weekend of the playoffs. Yeah. So that'd be make make me five and five for the playoffs, yeah. which is right around what a coin flip would do. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, your zero and two made me look good because I went one and one, and that was it. I I yeah. missed the Chiefs by a mile and a half. I don't know what happened to them. It was it was brutal. But I did have the we did have the Niners plus three and a half. So all right about the games themselves. Sure. What was notable, interesting, of note to you? Well, um, on the Chiefs, it was you know it was hard. <laughs> it was a hard watch as you could just see that train derailing for the Chiefs. I, I didn't recognize that second half. I mean, I, all, I, as I pointed out, I mean, Buffalo and Josh Allen had to be sitting home in the second half going, who is this? Right. Who is this? They didn't – I mean, they couldn't move the ball an inch in the second half after being as close to perfect – as the team could be, that was a real shocker. Yes, I know everybody loves to say, oh, the Bengals made halftime adjustments. I, I, I don't know. Yes, good for them. And it looked to me a lot more like a team that just didn't come out playing. Um, I'm sure that the reality is it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, you know, what got me the most of all was the choices. You know, you go to overtime and the first two plays of overtime were passes to Robinson, their fifth wide receiver, who I don't think saw the field in regulation. And you're going, what are you doing? I, I know. And that's amazing. <laughs> I, I didn't read whether or not there was an injury or something else, but Jesus, go to your playmakers, Hill and Kelsey, Hill and Kelsey. Yeah, it was. The other thing that was, uh, you know, during that game, you know this, is, it's it's such an you – know, you get going with Twitter and everybody seeing something in these big games that you've seen a hundred times during the year. And you're like, where have you been? They were going nuts on that 30 second clock expiration. You know, yes. a couple of times, not, you know, and if you watch the league, you know that it's like, it hits zero. We'll give you, Oh, about a another beat. second. We'll right. do it. We'll let it go. And in a league that is, you know, replaying down to the microscopic inches, how is that logical <laughs> that we're saying one zero, Okay, I guess about now. I, mean, I, just, I, it's, it's I have a theory. So out of character. I, I have a theory on that as to why uh, they do it this way. Because you're right, it doesn't seem to make sense. You want to know my theory? I do. They've realized it comes down to that zero quite a bit during a game on both sides. And calling it accurately and correctly would become very, very difficult and contentious. I think you're right. I think it's like, we don't want to call it. We want you to just go, please. <laughs> right. Just like, it, it would come down to looking about whether the nose of the football had begun to move as the clock hit zero. Yeah. Well, you know, Zabe, I can remember the days before, before the clock. Sorry, I'm probably older than you here. Before the clock the ref would look at his stopwatch and tell you if it was a delay 
you know, QB had no clock to look at. What year and, was this? But, oh, gosh. You know, I, I couldn't tell you that. When I was a kid, I remember when they put in the 30-second clock for the quarterbacks to watch it. Before that, the ref would be like, all right, come on, it's getting down. Just go. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> it wasn't like a, and if you really pushed it, they would call the delay. Like, all right, come on, you went way over. Right. <laughs> and so it's almost like that. Yeah. When when uh or I was gonna say I think the original play clock was longer. In fact, um I think it was originally forty second. Yeah, well it isn't it, it it's Oh it 40. is 40, no it's forty now. It's forty now. Yeah. I think at one point it was sixty. I'm on Wikipedia right now to see if I can I don't uh, remember. look it's at It's forty on a regular play, twenty five yeah. after a dead ball restart. Yeah. But the point is, you know, okay, if it's thirty and you get an extra second, what or forty rather and you make it a second, why don't you just go forty one? Let the zero be the zero. It's not it's it's weird. And you know when you see the coaches like when they're gonna call the timeout and they're letting the clock play clock run down, they always go three, two, one, timeout. Why don't they go three, two, one, zero? Now time out. <laughs> <laughs> I think they don't want to. They don't want to risk getting a delay a game. <laughs> you got a second. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you never know, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. anyhow, um, Jimmy G ends in total Jimmy G fashion. Yeah. And he said today, uh, let me look this quote up. He's quoted as saying, I guess, on social media to his teammates, "Hell of a ride. Love you guys. I'll see ya." Yeah. <laughs> Meaning he knows he's going yeah. to be traded. Do you ever think the Niners better hope that this guy, Trey Lance, is any good? Well, you know, because of Jimmy, you know, I, I'm not, I guess I'm a little Jimmy G neutral. Um, I think he's okay. I think he can play. Yes. Uh, he's not what you want, but it's, there's, I think there's a lot of teams that would take that. Heck, he's been to two championship games in three years. Whenever he's not hurt, he wins. And, and I know he's not loaded with skill, but he, you know, he's gotten it done. Um, you know, I, I, I just think it's, it, there's worse places. I, I, don't, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's going to be a commander next year. He is the quintessential guy because he's gettable, but will still be expensive in terms of draft picks. Which is kind of, I've been thinking that all year, and I've been hoping it's not true because I like him, and I hate to see him come get cursed and (laughs) stink. (laughs) And we know that's what will happen. I don't know if he'll get a one. I I think he might get a couple of twos. Remember, he was acquired for less than a one. I think it was 2-2. Two, yeah. two, or no, it was a naked number two pick to New England. And I remember yes. at the time going, I thought he was better than that. I thought he was worth more well, than that. And I guess the market was what the market was. Well, if you get a number two for a guy who had three games under his belt, what do you, I mean, isn't the market up higher when you've been to two championship games? Right. Well, I, I guess so. so. Uh, here was Jimmy Garoppolo's final words at his presser. Hey, full, thank you very much for everything. Uh, it's been crazy, man. Just uh, all the comebacks at Levi's, comebacks on the road, ups and downs. It's it's been a hell of a ride, guys. I love you guys. So, see ya. <laughs> see ya. Okay. No talk of I'm coming back more motivated than ever. We <laughs> are gonna get this right next year. <laughs> I I don't see how you can draft Lance and after it, 
you know, you got a healthy season out of Jimmy G. You say, well, we're going to keep Lance kind of working in practice and he's not ready yet. You got to yeah. do the Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes thing and say one year. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah uh, one, you can't keep them both. Is Sean McVay still a wonder coach in your opinion, or has the shine come off of him just a bit? He sure did a lot of things poorly in the last couple of games, didn't mm-hmm. he? I mean, the biggest thing that, of course, I'm sure you'll agree with that sticks out is when we watched the Buffalo Chief game, if there was ever a lesson on why a second-half timeout is critically important, it, it was, was the Chiefs when they got two, you know, two plays in 13 seconds and, yeah. and end up in that game. Yeah. And how McVay can blow through timeouts. These guys don't understand. Five yards is not a deal killer. No, it especially not on first down. Yeah, it's first and fifteen instead of first and ten. And right, and I mean uh, uh, a clear out over route that's designed properly goes for twenty yards all day every day. You make it up on your very first play when you're in obvious passing situations. It's it's nuts to see it happen, and it drives me nuts when I see coaches do it. Yeah, it's it's too much. I mean, it's bad. It's bad when it's in the first half. It's catastrophic in the second. Yes. And it, you know, the Rams were setting themselves up there late for um, not being able to get the ball back with no timeouts because he burned through three of them. His challenges were ridiculous. They, they were unbelievably desperate. They, they were, were as... both wrong from every stretch of the go. I mean, they were wrong exactly. situations, wrong times, and plays that never get overturned. If you've watched this league from the couch all year like we do, I don't care if you think they're wrong. You're not getting that quarterback sneak into a pile. If the ball is not being moved. Yeah. But uh, it's not me- happening. Yep. Meanwhile, uh, for the Super Bowl, it is the Rams minus three and a half. That's what it opened. I have not checked it lately. Has it wiggled at all? Um, I saw it at four. Oh, you did. Okay. I haven't checked today, but I've, I think it, I saw it open three and a half, four and four in other places. It's kind of going to stick. It's going to stick right at four. I don't see that moving. And my early lean is to take the Rams <laughs> to, to, to catch up, to triple up, to catch up. And I've got a week and a half now to waffle and second guess and think maybe you should sit this one out. You're ice cold. So, well, I can't think of who it was, but somebody posted right afterwards how much they love the Rams because this Rams defense is just way too much for Cincinnati's O-line to handle. And my response was, right, just like the Chiefs, just like the Titans and the Raiders. I mean, how they've been doing it the last three games is a pretty easy case to make. I mean, they were dominated by the Titans' D-line, the Chiefs' D-line, Maybe wasn't as dominant, but they outplayed them. I mean, you can't suddenly go, "Hey, their own line's no good." I'm picking against them. Well, their own line's been no good most of the season, and especially yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, this new there. this just in. Uh, apparently, across the board, it looks like here at VegasInsider.com, BetMGM, Caesars, FanDuel, DraftKings, PointsBet, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. There's only one four on the board. That's at WinBet. So, You're right. I'm, I'm looking now. It's four open, and a half. Everywhere. Open yep. three and a half and has floated up to four and a half. Yeah. Total has yeah. come down about two points from 50 and a half to 48 and a half. We'll, uh, well, we'll get into it more next week. Yeah. I will tell you that in, in a closer game like this, that's one thing. But historically, what you see in the Super Bowl 
it's, if you're a touchdown or more, it's more prevalent. But what you see is 13. It's kind of like Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd in that Trading Places movie. For 13, 13 and a half days, all the bets come in on the favorite, the favorite, the favorite. And they wait till the very last second. And then you remember that, and then they and then they switch. Um, so the the line knows the that it's going to all be favorites usually for 13 or more days, and then usually like the last night before the Super Bowl is when the dog money rolls in. They just wait and wait till the till the end. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, look at this. Uh, hold on a second. On the VegasInsider.com site, they have a uh, a window ad. Uh, Alex Smart, a very serious looking bald man with a suit on is 6 and 0 on a win streak and he is 13 and 3 with his NFL guaranteed run whatever that means and it's got a button it says buy Super Bowl 56 best bet so I'm saved I'm just going to go buy it's only 39.95 for his pick you know what and and if it's wrong you get the next Five years for free. His name, Mr. X, is Alex Smart. Smart. Mm. I got to go with his pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just good. Yeah, as yeah. you know, the one thing I've always done with my website and everything, I don't ever tell you I'm going to be right. I just tell you what I did. I tell you what you did. You tell, you, I, you tell people why you're doing it. And let the chips fall where they may. Uh, by the way, uh, call me MrX.com if you want more information on Mr. X and uh, what he does with his own mentor, the guy behind the guy, uh, the legendary Dano, inventor yeah. of the rubber band game. Has Dano ever had a rubber band Super Bowl? I would find that very hard to believe. Although, the day I met him, was the week of the Broncos Packers Super Bowl. Okay. And I met him at one of those uh, lunches that turned into happy hour, that turned into dinner, that turned into a long, long day for a bunch of uh, gamblers. And that I was 97, that I believe. 97. Uh, yeah, I, either. Yeah, exactly. And I met him that day. And at the end of a long day, and everyone's sharing info, I, I announced my favorite as the new kid on the block, my favorite prop for that Super Bowl. He picked up his phone, called to the islands, and maxed out against me. Right, <laughs> what a right dick. And did he win? Yes. No, I won. Ah, <laughs> there you go. And and a, and a lifelong gambling friendship was born. <laughs> That's All right. right. You, uh, you are again right. You said Brady would retire. I'm like, nah, he's coming back. What are your thoughts on the GOAT finally hanging him up? Well, I guess I'll say two things. First of all, I don't mean to be a genius, but I've heard for so many years that saying of as soon as you are thinking about retiring, yeah, you are retired. And so when that right before that Ram game, when out of left field came, uh, hey, you know, Brady's considering retiring. I was like, oh, my God, he's gone. You know, he's gone because once you're thinking you're gone. Yeah. And it was a surprise then. But once the after the Ram game, I mean, I, I assumed he was gone. You can't think about it. And, you know, they say it's such hard work that if you're even not sure you want to do the work, you're done. Yeah. Well, um, I, it, I said on Twitter, I go, look, he has all the records. He has all the numbers. I said, there is nothing, no comparison that you can cook up that will in the least bit surprise me. Like 
Tom Brady has lost 73 games over 22 years. Meanwhile, the Jets have lost 73 games over the last, you know, four years. I'm like, that doesn't, I said, is that, that doesn't smack my gob in any way, shape or form. That sounds normal. That sounds like, yeah, that makes sense to me. So stop your digging with these comparisons. Brady has every number, every stat, every record. He's cleared the board. Yes. And, you know, we're in a generation now, my kids, everything is rings. You know, LeBron, Jordan, blah, blah, blah. Everything is rings, rings, rings. And, you know, when you grew up in an era without the freedom to move teams, you know, it just, you took a lot of luck to get rings. So I hate the ring analogy. Or, or the comparison. Right? Doesn't it still take luck to get rings? Well, true, but I mean, you can also, you know, when you do the, hey, let's all go to Miami. You know, like oh, right. You no, you're the right. There's there's more collaborating. Yes, there's more right. collaborating on championships so, now than ever. In, yeah, in some ways that taints it a little bit. You know, I mean, Wilt Chamberlain's sitting around going, you know how many guys, well, he's, now he's dead, but how many guys would have wanted to come play with Wilt if they were allowed to? I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> right. But I guess um, my point is all the critics, I'm not a ring guy, but, you know, it's one thing when you say, you know, this guy's better than that guy. Oh, he has three rings. He has two rings. When you start talking about 10 Super Bowls and seven, I mean, you just can't, you just can't even, the, the margin is just so absurd that you have to give the credit where it belongs. What'd you think about him leaving all things Patriots, including Belichick, out of his retirement eight slide deck yeah i don't know i mean obviously he also immediately followed up with tweets to quote patriot nation and all right this and, that. So, and you know him and Kraft are still good but what about it him is, and belichick are they yeah, sideways a little bit you would have to start to think that you would have to start to think that um it obviously was an omission it's very surprising wow but, that's uh, it's weird. I, I don't give a shit if they like each other. It just seems odd. You would think yeah. the two of them would be like, you know what? We made some sweet, sweet music over the years. We should probably yes. be cool to each other. We both have made each other legends and multi-multi-millionaires. Life is good. Yeah. yeah, this is Beatles. I mean, you might have your problems, but come on. We, you know, it's yeah. we, we got it done. Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus. Make sure you won't. Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner don't miss out head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the super bowl bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie all right let's turn our attention to the commander's um, <laughs> I know you, you don't care as much about the logos and the names and everything else. You're more meat and potatoes guys, the team and winning and losing and betting on the games, but I'm a big uniform nerd name nerd and commanders is meh minus, but it's workable. 
But I think the logo package and the uniforms are straight shit. And I think the team's execution of how they rolled it out was the typical half-assed, sloppy Dan Snyder operation. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention, but I know that, the you know, from all the did you really need to be able to look through the window the night before and see commanders in the office? It was, if you're going to have a big reveal announced months in advance, then execute it. Right. Don't put the sign up at night. (laughs) Tell the lackeys, I want you here at 6 a.m. And I want you to put a black drape over the sign. Exactly. That ain't hard. You think there was an intern that was supposed to do that and forgotten the former intern? I thought if you're going to be commanders, the way you should do it is, okay, you get you, know, you get NBC. First of all, this is this is crazy. Do you know Jason Wright on WJFK was asked, why'd you do it in New York with the Today Show? You know what his answer was? What's that? We're a global brand, so we thought it was a good fit. We have fans all over the world, and NBC has a wide, wide reach. And I'm like, the ball's on him having just finished 32nd out of 32 teams in attendance. We're a global brand. You don't have fucking local fans, you dipshit. Well, they probably have as many globally as locally. (laughs) None, basically. It was was the kind of hubris that would make somebody who still roots for this team and pulls for this team and wants them to do good, it would be the kind of hubris that makes you go, oh, shit. This is hopeless. No organization that thinks in this deluded of a way can possibly make the the consistent, relentlessly smart decisions on what it takes to get good in this league over the course of three, four, five years in a row or longer. No way. Yeah. Well, I admit I had kind of lost track of the name and until first thing, 8 o'clock this morning, the tw- texts are going off in the family you know, thread uh, text from my kids, you know, going, Hey, did you hear it's commanders? Cause you know, they're all excited. And X two says, have you seen the new uniforms? They're so cool. Oh God. To which my response was they're freaking horrible. And his response was, that's the absolute measure of cool. When old people think they suck. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the road white uniform, actually has a different shade of red, or it looks that way, with a gradient in the number itself and black trim. So it's closer to maroon and black, which is exactly what Jim Zorn said famously by mistake when he was introduced. Not Burgundy and Gold. He's like, I'm just proud to be coaching the maroon and black. It's like, what? You know, I, I maybe it's me. <laughs> But somehow back then, it really seemed like a big deal to not know burgundy and gold. Yes, it was. But now, it's if somebody did that same thing today, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, because they just don't have what they used to have. Yeah, you know? that's ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, so I think at least it's over. Oh, one other thing that's comical. So they had 18 months. They, what they could have done, like this is what I would have done. So you're the commanders, right? How are you going to reveal the name? They ended up just having four guys on director's chairs, including Doug Williams, who, bless his heart, he is a sporting hero to the fan base, a pioneer, 
one of the first black quarterbacks in the league, great coach and AD at Grambling all these years, but not articulate. Smart, yes. Articulate, no. Not at all. They had him announce the name, and they just said, well, you know, Jason Wright is like, well, uh, do you want to say it, Doug? Who are we? And he goes, we're the commanders. And that was it. Not even a confetti cannon, no fireworks, no nothing. That's it. You know, I think this falls in the category of they say it's always easy to say, oh, this could have been better or that could have been better. But with this team, you usually say there's 45 different ways to do it better. No, a million. So what I would have done is, okay, you're at FedEx Field, which you don't have to be because no one's there. But anyway, you uh, you get everyone, you get a group assembled there. Yeah, (laughs) right. You can still have Doug Williams and and Theismann and whoever else you want out there with Craig Melvin, but then a helicopter, a Black Hawk helicopter, comes over the edge of the stadium and lands, or better yet, hovers, and a guy rappels down. The rope. He's got a helmet that is in a sealed case that has the logo on it, and he comes out and he says, "Welcome to the era of the Washington Commanders." Boom, 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 boom. Fireworks go off around the rim of the stadium. Then, from one of the corners of FedEx Field, in comes a Humvee with one of the players in it who hops out in a full uniform. Another corner of the stadium comes a battalion of 12 more players wearing their uniforms, high-stepping, and they all gather around for a photo op and a video shot of we're the commanders. See, that took me five seconds to think of. Yeah, and the, the two best choices are probably that and the Abe Poland put it in the newspaper. <laughs> Yeah, how did how did I don't even remember when the bullets oh, changed their name to the Wizards? How was it announced? Oh, I remember, remember first of all, he he decided on the flight home from Israel and that it was time to get rid of the bullets and they had a contest with four names and they had a fan vote. And Wizards by far came in last, but they wanted it anyway. And so they said it won, and everyone was like, no, it didn't. All the insiders were like, bullshit, it came in last. But that was the one. So it was just a a scam to get people voting and interested, and then they picked Wizards anyway. And uh, it just came out one day in the Washington Post. I think it was like a half-page ad. Really? That's what I remember. That's That's, what I remember. That's funny. Andy will know that for sure. I'll ask him next time he is on. As I'm thinking about it, because I'd forgot that we lost the name Bullets. So we've lost two nicknames, Bullets and Redskins. We lost a baseball team twice, the Senators, right? In 74? 60 and 71. Okay, 60 and 71. 61 and 71, yeah. We damn near lost the hockey team in the early 70s they had to have a save the caps, save the caps. rally and thank god they did cuz i like having a hockey team here sure so yeah there you go we we're we're a city that's lost a lot of names and a few teams along the way but here we are okay let's pivot to this flores lawsuit i'm going to give you room to roam on this but i got some second day thoughts as i've mulled over this my first thought is, has anyone elaborated on why Stephen Ross alleging, allegedly offering to pay Flores hundred grand to lose games, has anyone explained how that's racist? 
Oh, I don't think that anyone thinks that racist. I think that goes to show, you know, just so, the depth of the dirt bag that organization okay. was. So, so what though? So what, why is that in there? Why? Like, I don't understand. That's just a, oh, and by the way, he did this, which they've, have not shown any proof of yet. Well, I think the answer to that is, okay, Your Honor, it's not admissible in court, but it sure it sure is good when you throw it out there to just kind of say, by the way, my opponent's an idiot. Right. Same, um, same thing with the Elway showing up late and hungover thing. I would, in a, in a court of law, I'd argue, Your Honor, relevance. And they would go, sustained. Yeah. I mean, you know what? What's I the guess, relevance of that? Well, I see this. <laughs> Does Flores and his attorneys know the sobriety level and the timeliness of John Elway at every interview he does with other white coaches? No. You know, I, I think, I, look, I had this argument all night with my son. Kids see it differently today than us. I, I see it as there's a lot of things wrong with the league. There's a lot of things wrong with giving opportunities minority. I get all that and it needs to get better. Mm-hmm. However, every unfair in your mind outcome is not always racist. And that's where I get into trouble. It's very, very, very common at that high level of a position to call five guys back for a second interview. And after the leading candidate goes first and blows your doors off, you say, that's our guy. Now, right. is that because of anything other than now, if that's a government job, we have to file it and do ask the same questions and give everyone the same opportunity. If it's you and me owning the company and I say, I want that guy and you say, me too, we're done. Now we have a choice of canceling the other interviews or saying, well, they're already in town. Let's do them anyway. And maybe their heart wasn't in it. And maybe Elway wasn't in it because they had decided and it leaked out to Belichick and they were decided. That's not wrong. It's maybe not perfectly fair. Right. But it, but there were maybe two other guys, regardless of race, that also felt like, you know, they decided before I came in. And the answer is, yeah, we pretty much did. And yeah. that's not illegal. So I, I think what bothered me most about it, and look, I think he brought, you know, I think he showed some more stupid things that these owners do, and that's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's, it's what it, it is what it is. But if you, you know, it's that old John Thompson used to say when he um, interviewed for some NBA jobs and he didn't take them, he always said, you can't pay me enough to fail. He said, I will not take a job. that's <laughs> going to fail. I don't right. care how much money they offer me. I am not going to fail. Right. I would have had so much respect for this guy, Flores, if when they were offering him money to lose, he quit and said, you can't pay me to, to try to not win in this league. That would have just said, dude, credibility, good for you. I think you would have been become a hot candidate. But when you wait a f- couple years and get fired, right. what you're saying is, I want this job so bad, I'm going to look the other way that ownership is trying to lose. That And now that doesn't have anything to do with his lawsuit per se, but it bothers me that you could have stood up and said, you know, an owner's trying to lose. Yeah. And, I, and I'm out. By the Instead way. Instead of like, well, now that you fired me, let me tell you what I had to go through to you. Why? Why did you go through a situation where they were trying to make you fail? Yeah. I think you should have walked right then and there. Yeah. Well, here's the 
ugly truth of sports in this day and age. Tanking is a real and oftentimes smart, strategic decision by franchises. It has yielded championships in a couple of different sports. Now, football's harder because it's a blood and guts, heart and soul game where you've got to send men out there to get the shit beaten out of them knowing that you're trying to lose the games. And that doesn't sit well in the testosterone-filled locker rooms. But it's not like it's unprecedented. I mean, the Eagles in the last year of uh, Doug, what's his, Doug? of uh, Peterson. Yeah, Peterson tanked that last game. They pulled an effective Jalen Hurts at halftime for uh, Nate Sudfeld, who stunk. (laughs) And the Redskins under, uh, 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 I can't think of names right now. I've got a gunshy lock here. Uh, hold on a second. The Redskins under, um, God damn it, Coach, <laughs> Coach, uh, Rivera. Before... The Redskins under Rivera oh, in his first that? year yes. won the game when they were clearly not very good, and they won the division at 7-9. and nine. That was a tank job. They actually moved up several spots. People said, oh, I get it. I get what you're doing there. The The Colts tanked all year in the suck for luck year. I mean, certain times teams don't try, Mr. X. Well, but see, <clears throat> the, I, would, I would say that's true but not true in the sense that before this one, front offices can make a, call it tank for future, you know, the old, you know, are we going to bottom out before we get good? Or are we just going to be bad forever? And like the 76ers did. And when you start trading away your marketable commodities for future picks, and you have a very weak product that you put on the floor, that is a debatably good strategy because, you know, we understand why it works, but you never have a situation where a person on the floor is not playing because they need a job. And they're going to play, whether it's for you or for somebody else. And they don't benefit squat when you lose and get high draft picks and they're cut next year. Right. So it is very different to think they actually tried to have a coach throw a game as opposed to, you know, at the start of that year, remember Miami traded off like three or four of their best players at the last minute. And everyone's like, wow, they're tanking. They traded them for future picks, which was kind of new in football. But you still assume that you and I went through that then. Every guy on the field that's lining up is playing for a job, and they're going to play. So this was really kind of new. Front offices can can diminish the current product for future gain. But never have I heard where anyone actually tried to say, okay, while you're out there, please lose. The only one that did that was Peterson. He got immediately fired. Yeah. Uh, Adam Gase preceded Flores in Miami. Same number of years, three years. Flores went 24 and 25. Gase went 23 and 25. Well, let's be fair. What did the Dolphins do? The Dolphins had that we're going to tank strategy in their mind. They hired Flores with a let him babysit for two years. You know, let's let's get a low paid coach. We're going to try to lose. Somebody will lose for us. And then as we get a little better, we'll bring in who we really want. That was their plan, clearly. Um, you know, I think everything points to the direction that he's accurate about that one. Um, well, now, here, here, I don't know that that's a racial issue as much as a, just yeah. a 
a stupid ploy to lose football games. Here's the other thing about the Flores situation. They tanked so hard, the Dolphins, just prior to Flores coming in, that in Flores' second year, 2020, they had three number one picks and two second-round picks. Five picks in the top 56. Then this spring, they had two ones again and two twos again. So whatever he claims Ross was saying, hey, we want you to lose games, what the actual front office was doing was the opposite. They were loading up for hopefully a big run of of seasons. They just didn't get them. Well, you know, look, look, I'm a finance guy in background, and the rule with finance is if you're supposed to sign off on financial statements that you think are garbage, you don't sign them and you resign. Right. You know, you don't just say, well, I had to. No. No, you your to. your signature is there. You're supposedly the last right. backstop of right. this doesn't look right. It, yeah. And you can't fix it. Your decision is I don't need this freaking job. Yeah. And but, that's what I would have said if I was the uh, Flores. Yeah, yeah. I would have said, you want me to lose? This is no place for me. And who would have a problem with that? Yeah. The, prob- the problem is we all need the job. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so easy. Oh, I'll get another job. And, oh, health insurance for the family. How much is that going to cost? Uh, how long am I going to be out there? How old am I? Are they hiring 53-year-old guys? Probably not. So, yeah. Well, it's how much do you put on your integrity. And that's it is. That's what it comes down to. It and, is. You know. There's always somebody at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you want to get to last year today? Yeah. You want to do Hall of Fame? Let's do it. Baseball Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, crap seven, clear the line. Same thing for Roger Clemens. Same thing for uh, Kurt Schilling. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, first of all, Schilling is crazy one because – we know the pluses and minuses to the Bonds and Clemens case. Schillings is like, okay, you're a Hall of Famer, but after your career ended, you kind of went off the deep end and you were very extremist and we don't like your thoughts. Really? Yeah. That I mean, what does that have to do with the Hall of Fame? But to me, the bottom line on the Hall of Fame is the whole process is horrible. The idea that writers select is flawed and – I say that, you know, decades ago, you had baseball writers doing this. Why? Because they went to a ball game every day, and they knew the players. Okay, now, the guys who know this stuff, it's not the writers. I mean, Harold Reynolds looks at more highlights every night on Baseball Tonight than these writers will see, you know, all year. These writers are not the gold standard that know the game inside and out. In many cases, I don't think they're that good at all. They're, they're a, a writer for one team and why they have this clout. And what gets me the most about it is this um, tasking them with sorting through what the criteria should be that we're not giving them makes no sense. And you watch the, a typical guy on the ballot. We'll get, you know, 30% of the vote for a couple of years and then 40 and then 50. Oh, he's almost in. And then 60. And hey, you got 75. He's in. Did they get better? What possible reason is there for me to not vote for somebody for five years and then in the sixth year say, okay, he's waited long enough. I'll vote for him in. The player didn't get better. These guys that are just messing with their votes and you know, you don't vote for him for a number of years, and then at the end you say, okay, now I'll let him in. Yeah. I, 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 that bothers me more than the other stuff. Bonds, Clemens, 
I don't know. I go back and forth. I know my kids always, I tell the kids that, you know, both of them were clear, clear hall of famers long before steroids were invented. And the kids will say, so if you're an A minus and you cheat to get an A, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's right. not. Yeah. You know, I mean, cheater's a cheater, but neither one of them were ever caught in anything. And yet David Ortiz failed a test. I love Poppy, but he's in on first ballot. And yeah. he actually was suspended. Yeah. Bonds and Clemens were never, never failed a drug test. I, I, I just, it's, it's really hard to watch. Makes the, no sense. The, I, I believe in two things that, a lot of people think are crazy, but I'll say them anyway. I believe that even though the Hall of Fame claims that they are there to preserve history of the game, I believe entirely different. I think the Hall of Fame is an honor that should be reserved for at least semi-honorable people. So yeah. I don't have as much of a problem taking in the soft considerations of, okay, was this guy a complete asshole? Now, Schilling, I think, is clearly being unfairly you know uh, held out because of his views um right but i think if you were a guy that cheated the game lied to congress about it threw other innocent people under the bus like both clemens and bonds that makes you of a guy not worthy of being honored and it's not like there's no historical record of these guys playing so we don't have to worry about preserving the history of the game that's that's their number one so i would be in favor of either uh, a inductionless or a ceremony-less induction to the Hall of Fame. So they put you in, your plaque is there, but you're not going to get stand on the stage at Cooperstown in July and give a speech about how wonderful everything is. Fuck you. No. You're in, but we're not going to honor you. The other thing somebody suggested to me was a predetermined posthumous, posthumous entry, which seems kind of cruel to me, but they would say, Barry Bonds, you're a Hall of Famer. You won't go in until you die. You can sign autographs saying Hall of Fame, but you're not going in until you die. What do you think of that? Well, I think once you start trying to gain that, if I was them, I would, back to my Miami code, if I was them, I'd say, screw you. Fuck you. I don't want to be in. I don't need any right. of this. Yeah. You know, and then the, the, other, the other thing I believe is that you're right. Okay. They should get it out of the writer's hands. I think all Halls of Fames should get out of the media business entirely. And that certainly includes the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is a terrible process. And I don't think it's going to lead to necessarily better results because the argument is, well, you should see how some of these ex-players vote on guys. They're even less up to speed than the writers. I say that may be true, but the reason I would get out of the media business entirely is because the players and the coaches and the stakeholders in their sports need to take ownership of their thing, which is the Hall of Fame. They can figure out how they want to do the voting on it, but it should be them. The players, the managers, the personnel guys, the media should not have a role in it. It's almost like Mr. X when my parents one day, God bless them, gave me a, like four boxes of high school and youth sports crap that had accumulated in their house. And they just wanted to clean it the fuck out. And they go, here, these are yours. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll take them. I- I've held on to them because I can't sentimentally throw them away. But it was that you take ownership of this. This is yours, not ours. Okay. I'll How old were you when they did that? It was like 15 years ago, I want to say. Okay, so it was older. See, because I've been trying to do that. Mine's like, keep the boxes. We don't want them. 
<laughs> it's like, what do I do with 107 <laughs> trophies? You're not in the Olympics. I don't know what these things are for. Just take them. They won't take them. Okay. I'm going to leave you with a Barry Bonds story, Save. Okay. Back up till his, this is true. He was 34. And, you know, I'm a big um, uh, believer in curves, statistics, et cetera. And I follow baseball players' curves of success. That's how I handicap a lot of my Major League Baseball. Bonds was just finished his 34-year-old season, and after 14 years, he's averaging almost 32 dingers a year. He's about to turn 35. There was a bet prop up on when will Barry Bonds get to his 500th homer. He needed 55. He needed 55. So I looked at that, and I said, he's, you know, his career's winding down. Most guys, after they hit 32, they go 25, 17, 10, gone. So I looked at that and said, hell, I've got this. I'm taking the big shot on never. Wow. So I bet he would never get to 500. That year he went out and hit 49. The next year, 73. (laughs) And, you know, he averaged 52 per year on his next five seasons when he should have been about done. Yeah. Actually, he went from hitting, you know, 32 in his prime to 52 in the juiced up stage. Yeah. Crazy. All right. But on, on the ones that you really get wrong, bonds to never get to 500, I had that one pretty there far you off. You uh, nailed it. Just like I nailed when Brady would suck. I kept saying, this is the year. <laughs> this is the year. And at the very end, when it's like, hey, he might retire, I'm like, no, he's not going to retire. I got that wrong as well. So, oh, no, you got no more chance to get him wrong. Now. I don't. No. I'm I'm out of chances for that. All right, call me MrX.com is website if you want more. Next Thursday, the Super Bowl pick show and Propapalooza for Deal. Super Bowl 56. All right, Mr. X, see ya. All right, see you. There you go. All right, we bounce out with Elvis Presley and Viva Las Vegas. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great Thursday. Tomorrow, Scott and Solly in the Zabecast land jet in Scott's driveway. Should be a fun time for subscribers only. So if you would like to be part of that 1% nation, go to zabe.com slash premium, sign up. It's a mere 5 bucks a month. And if you buy a year at a time, I give you 12 months for the price of 11 What a bargain. Cancel any time. I thank you for your support. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. I'm going to have me some fun. It cost me my very last dime. If I wind up broke, well, I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. I'm going to get rid of a thing I've got. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding our produce to a higher standard. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for citrus, we check for things like scarring and sunburn. Yep, oranges can sunburn. And we'll make sure you never see it. In fact, we only allow the best oranges, lemons, and grapefruits to reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Well, your team might have missed the big game this year, but my bookie's double deposit bonus makes sure you won't. 
Sign up at MyBookie now and use my promo code ZABE to have your first deposit matched instantly so you can get in on all the action of Super Bowl 56. The only way watching the biggest game of the year could get any better is to get paid doing it, and MyBookie gives you everything you need to do it. With double your money, you can double your winnings, and the best starting point for the big game is with Super Bowl prop bets. Whether it's on or off the field, there's no shortage of wagers to choose from for the Super Bowl, so get in on the action action and let the confetti fall and walk away a winner don't miss out head to my bookie and double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars by using promo code zabe charlie zulu alpha bravo echo place your bets and get ready for the unmatched excitement of the super bowl bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie